Good morning. And we're uh, Trevor and Sheila Dolby, and uh, we're bringing today's Lent devotion from Whitcomb Baptist Church. So we're, we're starting by reading a passage from the scriptures in the first book of Peter, chapter 1 and verses 3 to 5. So that's 1 Peter 1, 3 to 5. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil or fade, kept in heaven for you who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. Amen. Hello. It's good to be sharing a few thoughts with you. Within these verses, there are three directions, three time zones, if you like, that we can consider. We can look back and see a past event forward to see a future event, but also we can look around and see a current position outlined. Because of the events of the first Easter, by Jesus' death on the cross and his victorious resurrection, he has given us new birth. We can see that in verse three. It's past, it's completed. In verse four, we're given a promise for the future, something yet to be. Then in verse five, God gives us a promise for today. So we have the promise of something that is past, something future and something for the here and now. Today is our grandson's birthday. Of course, we love him very much and we thank God for him and his sister. We remember very clearly the day 10 years ago when he was born, a precious new individual joining our family. And as the first in that generation, he not only brought enormous joy, but promise for the future of the Dolby family. With that thought of human birth in mind, let's look at those verses which Trevor read for us. Because of course, these verses are speaking of a birth too, a new birth. Of course, it's a spiritual birth. The contemporary English version expresses verse three like this. Praise God, the father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is so good. And by raising Jesus from death, he has given us new life. In God's great mercy, God's great love for us, we have a new life. Clover reminded us last Sunday morning as we looked at Colossians chapter three, that Jesus died our death for us, and in him we have been given a whole new life to live. This new birth, new life, gives us a new status and a new identity. We become children of the living God and are accepted and welcomed into the family of God. This morning, our grandson will have woken up with feelings of excitement and anticipation. And yes, he will be receiving birthday gifts, good things that will bring enjoyment and pleasure for a while. 
But of course, the clothes will wear out or actually he will grow so quickly that he'll soon need a bigger size. And the books will be read and then put on a shelf to get dusty. And he will outgrow the interests, the Lego and the games that occupy him just now. That's a bit sad, but it's natural and it's true. But just looking back at, the, at verses three and four in 1 Peter 1, notice what it says about our new birth, our spiritual birth. God has given us new birth into a living hope. There is no anticlimax here, not a passing phase. It's a living hope. It has life in it. Time destroys most hope, but not this living hope that we have through the resurrection of Jesus and the promise of everlasting life in him. And looking on into the remaining phrases, here we see the reference to our inheritance in Christ. Because our two grandchildren are members of the Dolby family, one day in the future, they will of course inherit any earthly possessions and funds that remain when we and their parents have died. But of course, even those things will not last forever. Money gets spent, cars break down and houses fall into disrepair. But what a contrast to the promise we have regarding our spiritual inheritance. Because of the new birth that we have experienced, we have an inheritance that can never perish, spoil or fade. It is incorruptible, unspoiled. It will never disappoint. It is guaranteed and it is safe. It is kept. And where is it kept? Well, it's kept in heaven for us. We can anticipate with absolute certainty that we will come into that inheritance one day. And what is the inheritance? Well, it's the fulfillment of our salvation, already secured by the Lord's death on the cross, but which will be revealed in all its fullness when we meet our Lord in glory. That is our sure prospect for the future. But what about today? Well, the promise in verse five tells us that we are shielded by God's power. The word shielded and the word kept are military expressions and are in the present continuous tense. So we get the understanding that we are continuously guarded by God. We are kept, guarded and guided by his almighty power, held by his faithfulness until Jesus returns and we see the fulfillment of our salvation and enjoy his presence forevermore. Let's close in, in prayer. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the fact of the first Easter. We thank you that Christ's death and resurrection is a completed work. We praise you that we have new birth because of Calvary and we have acceptance into your family. We thank you for our future prospect, the hope that we have now, the assurance of our eternal inheritance which is to be with you forever in glory. Lord we thank you for the promise we have for today that you are keeping us and guiding us by your almighty power. Help us 
to live in the light of that today. Amen.